What's up, Internets? On this episode of Fan Bros Show, we travel to Bergen Street Comics to bring you a live episode with Kari Randolph and Emilio Lopez, the creators of Tech Jacket. We also talk about new film news, new TV news, and we ask the very important question of, can comics be a relevant protest medium? Yes. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where bros are fans, or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben, I mean, a.k.a. the internet's PD Green in the building tonight. How's everybody doing? This is Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek. And we are here in the spaceship, but wait, wait, we have landed, folks. We are in Planet Brooklyn, broadcasting live from Bergen Street Comics. <laughs> so awesome. How's everybody doing out there in the internets and the ether world? I'm joined in the spaceship or on Planet Brooklyn, wherever I'm at right now. <laughs> By the whole crew, everybody is here tonight. First off, we have Tatiana King Jones, the great entrance of tech, also known as Black Russian, Black Rogue, and the Stiletto Stunner, throwing them Stephagrees. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like I shorten mine just an Internet's Petey Green, and you keep adding names. Yeah. yeah. Like da- Daenerys Targaryen over here. Yeah. Just adding more and more titles. Yeah. I love the titles, man. I'm all about it. Yes, and of course, as you just heard, returning for his third week in a row, which is definitely a record, folks. It's a recent record. A recent record. It's a recent record. You got Chico Leo uh, on Planet Brooklyn wandering around. Still Herald of Black Jesus? Something like yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still ready to argue why Black Jesus is the internal logic of Black Jesus holds a lot more over the strain. (laughs) I'm still a little tipsy of that wine you brought brought last time. Distilled by Black Jesus. All right, folks. Well, like I said before, it is a full spaceship, space landing pod, whatever you want to call it, because returning for his second appearance on Fan Bros Show is the one and only, damn it, I'm going to butcher his name. Go ahead. Kari Randolph. You got, you, go. it. you got it. Yes. You got it. Yes. I'm the I was, man. I was when waiting, was too. Yes. I know I was you were, waiting. brother. I know you were. Thank How you. you doing? Thank you. For, I'm, I'm great, man. Thank you for having us. All right. Oh, for having us. That's right. Nice segue us. right there. Because right. not only do we have Kari Randolph, we also have... <laughs> Mr. Emilio Lopez. There we go. Hello there. Ow. How you doing? I'm, I'm only good for one introduction. <laughs> I was going to say, you going to make him do your job, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Yes, we have Kari Randolph and Emilio Lopez in the house tonight, two of the creators of the recently launched Tech Jacket series. You know Tech Jacket, Robert Kirkman's creation. It had a mini-series, digital comic series, but now it is in stores everywhere. Issue 2 is on the shelves. I mean, We can we, see it. Yeah, we're in Bergen I'm Comics. staring right at it. Right, right there. Your creation. That's is, crazy. Yeah. I'll ask about how crazy that feels. I mean, it's it's weird because like, I mean, I've been a professional artist for damn about like fourteen years now. Yeah. But still, whenever something new comes out with your name or your art on it, it's still a bug out. It never, it never gets old. You you just can't you can't really believe it. You know. Yeah. Especially when you have Robert Kirkman's name above it, like the big money man himself. Yes, it's a nice it's a nice cosign. Yes. I mean, we we I was in uh, San Diego. Um, about a month ago now, and we went to like the the Walking Dead after party, and we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I see homegirl who plays uh, Maggie from the Walking Dead, and she just rolls up, wow. just talking about you guys need anything to drink, you guys, how y'all, what do y'all do, blah blah blah, and I see homeboy plays Abraham, he's just chilling there drinking a beer. I'm like, this is this is a bug out, yo. It's, it's a real net, bug out. It's that next level. This is what happens when, you know, Robert Kirkman's writing your book. It's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. nice. Good themes. Good themes. Well, that's right, fan bros out there. We have a full spaceship, a full episode ahead of us tonight. But what is going on in the world of fan bros out there? Oh, man. Oh, man. Look, <laughs> I, I already started special <laughs> delivery off, you know, this week on a bad note. I, I don't want to do it again. But, you know, fan bros, like I said, like I said before, it's been a rough week out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of drama in the world today. And it's been really tough just to concentrate on talking about, you know, comics and movies and all that other mess. 
when all this other real craziness is out there. But we are here at Fan Bro Show, and so we're here to bring you the voice of the Urban Geek. If you checked our special delivery this week, you know, we already talked about it some, all the situation in Ferguson, everything going on down there. We pray for peace and quiet, mm-hmm. you know, and justice for Mike Brown. But, you know, let's talk about some real geek news right now, Tiana. What is going on out here in the world and Fan Bros? Well, we have to announce our new contest. Oh, there we go. That's that's some we, cheerful news. We keep it coming. I like that. Oh, I like that right there. Listen, Miss Carly Hustle visited us last time, had a blast with her, and she decided, you know what? I'm going to give away one of my bow ties to one of you listeners. Mm. The beautiful hustle bow tie. Yes. So we're going to have a contest on fanbros.com. We're not sure the details of this contest just yet. So you're going to have to go to fanbros.com and get all the details so you can figure out how you can win a hustle bow tie. That's smart move. You like that? Transparency. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I just tell the listeners right Unique away. Unique hits. Unique hits to the website, man. Times a thousand. Yep, like I'm saying, I have no idea what the contest is, what the <laughs> rules, none of that. So you're going to have to go to fanbros.com, you know, check it out. Check out all the articles there, all our video essays, reviews of movies, original comic books, everything else that's at fanbros.com. Go ahead, check it out, and you then know, you can find out about the contest. You know what's hot at fanbros.com right what's now? What's that? The Fanbros shop. Oh, it's on word. fire. Word. Fire. Word. Bars. Bars. Shout out to L Popcornian. He just uh, tweeted his picture of his Fanbros logo shirt. He got the nice green one. With the red logo, it is fresh. Mm-hmm, it, yeah, it looks every, really nice. They buying all the different colors. Everybody, we we said when you buy a shirt or you buy a throw pillow, if you buy a phone cover, take a picture of it, put it on Instagram, tweet us, add us, like let us know that you are wearing this merch, you're buying it, you're sharing it with your friends. This is dope. So so I know I know guests get like a, a free shirt, right? That's that's how that works, right? You know, right. or a throw pillow. Well, but. it depends. Are you gonna draw us into the next? Issue? That's oh. right. I, mean, I couldn't make that happen. Wow. Funny thing is the next issue is already funny thing is the next issue is already drawn, so it might have to be a couple issues down the line. We can wait. And <laughs> <laughs> Mia's like, sorry to ruin your thought, but well, you know, we're patient here at Fan Bro Show, you know, to be drawn into a comic book, and hey, we'll get you some t shirts. You know, we can definitely work that. We'll out. make it happen. Yes, I think sir. we can make that happen as well. Uh, you heard it here first, Fan Bros. We'll Possibly a hustle bow tie. I want to get murdered off in an issue of Tech Jacket. Like, I want Tech Jacket to, like, blast me off in the... Trust me, that can definitely happen. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot lot of murder, a lot of tentacles, a lot of... Oh, God, not tentacles. No, 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 we don't need that. No, I don't need the tentacle part. I got you. Just get me hit by an energy blast, maybe some weird alien, I'll be perfect. Speaking of drawing, make sure if you are into uh, artistry we would love to see more fan art hit us up at contact at fanbros.com we already have some amazing art up already i got drawn as one of the uh sailor scouts mr ben ami himself got drawn up as the killer butcher of names yes because that is my thing on fanbro show as all our listeners know i butcher names like it's a chop shop up in here and yeah so if you want to donate i mean not donate if you have art that you would like to <laughs> contribute you know, to the cause. We're always looking for fan art. We're always looking for tr- contributions to our website of any kind, mm-hmm. written, video reviews, all kind of different stuff. Send it to contact at fanbros.com. And if you want to donate, there's a nice donate button. Word, you know. Let's press it. Less than the price of a cup <laughs> of coffee is. per day. You can help the Fan Bros Show stay alive. All right, we're going to take a quick break right here because we have an action-packed episode ahead of us, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. This is JoJo from Trendsetters, and when I'm not reading comics or playing video games, I'm listening to Fan Bros. And welcome back, Fan Bros, to this jam-packed episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban heat. And like I said before, we are the voice of the Urban Geek. And on special delivery this week, I attempted to define that. You know, I wanted people to understand that when I say the Urban Geek, it means that we're covering everything, not just the geek side, but also the urban side. And right now in urban America, there is some craziness going on. Like we said at the intro of the show, Ferguson, for those who don't know, people living under a rock, out in space, I don't know what's going on. Mike Brown. 18-year-old kid was shot last week, shot and killed, well, now two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. 
Autopsy reports have come out. It seems that he was shot six times at a distance. The police story that they told initially, he was shot by police. Yes. It doesn't hold up. There's been riots night after night. National Guard's been called in. It's been extremely crazy in Ferguson in a town of 21,000 people. The police reaction to these 21,000 people has been just out of control. Rubber bullets, tear gas, et cetera, Looks et like cetera. a different country, man. Well, and it's no longer police. Like, So they went from like you know the local police to the state police, and now it's the National Guard. Yep. For a minute, it was the highway people right right, right it wasn't even like police police it was the people who pull you over which is ironic and so i think many that was the ways. state that was they were like state yeah. state police you know because the missouri governor saw that the yeah, yeah this the, the police uh response has been every, i mean on every single level has been uh pretty atrocious i saw another former governor said that if you set out to mess this up you couldn't have done a better job right. he said that to the louisiana governor so it's it's been an ugly situation down there in Ferguson. You know, we talked about it before, but I just wanted to ask our guests tonight, you know, how, what are their feelings on it? What's been going through your minds? How you been, you know, dealing with this whole situation? It's a scary situation. It's, it's unbelievable. The police are supposed to protect people. You know, the, the, the military is supposed to protect people. And then now you have them essentially making war against the people that they're supposed the to populace. protect. The populace, yeah. Yeah. And it's unbelievable to see something like that. Well, I, I saw in the news today that like somewhere, I think in Afghanistan, like a, a reporter got shot, like a reporter got executed. Yeah. How many reporter, how many reporters have been shot with rubber bullets or beanbags in Ferguson over the last week? You know, you know what I mean? Like the uh, the the, the situation. I mean, like the, the 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 area between policing and soldiering has so completely the line has been blurred so completely at this point. The line that, has been erased. Right, much, yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely. I yep. mean, it's it's obviously um, a tragedy. I mean, the one thing that's incredible incredible about this is that at in this age of just, like, everyone's got a camera, like, you can actually document what's happening. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there was, I saw a thing where the government was, like, denying that they were, you know, gassing uh, reporters and stuff like that, and like an hour later, I see like Al Jazeera getting gassed yeah. by yeah the basically the troops. So it's like it's you can't lie about stuff anymore like that. Like no. it's all out in the open, and if you try to deny it, it's like it, there's the footage right there. So it's at least there's that much, but obviously it's it's a terrible thing, you know. I mean, I mean that's been a big savior. I mean, yeah. frankly, I don't know that any like would it have gotten this much attention if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the fact that you know so. people yeah people cameras? people film stuff right. they they had an actual film the cop shooting him but they filmed the aftermath. But and, I'm saying it's both the savior yeah. and the issue at hand because there isn't any footage of exactly what happened. Right. Right. Well, I, I mean that's it. It's like right. You would assume like I thought it was like standard practice that like you kept the camera. In the car. Or that's on what the I cop. thought. I thought all, and this is what I was educated on this week that I thought all cop cars had dash cams. Right. Apparently, it's up to the state how they want to do um, surveillance on their own law enforcement. And then, secondly, each precinct, you know, they either by through grants or their own money, they have to install these things. Right. And the case of Ferguson, apparently, they had the tools but never installed it. See, that's crazy. Maybe even as long as a year or more. Who knows? But they were given the equipment by through a grant through the government. So it's not like it was money out of their pocket. And apparently it just never just never got installed because there's no real oversight on police in general. But for this situation, there was no real oversight or surveillance on police itself. Right. Like the big thing right now, film the police because you can't even trust them to film their own. So you have to do it on your own. You have to do it yourself. Quid custodiat ipsos custodes. Who watches the Watchmen? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well most done. Definitely. Both of you. Look at you. Yeah. Hey, man. You know, we are <laughs> the urban geeks here. <laughs> you know, and speaking of that, you know, some other things been going on in the news. Today I got into it on Twitter as I was speaking about this whole Ferguson situation. And uh, Taylor Swift released a video. Oh, where she's oh, my favorite. A, yeah, you know, I, I love the little girl too. Love song, love story, whatever. That was my joint. But um, yeah, she released a video today where she's twerking away, and it it caused a bit of just an uproar on the twerking? internet. Yeah, was it a good twerk? No, 
Didn't Hell Miley Cyrus do that three years ago? Ain't that old hat now? Yeah. Was that three years ago? It's at least two. Yeah, it's at least working two. on two. Yeah, it's working on two at least. Yeah, and it's just like uh, that's my whole thing right now with the, with everything that's going on in the news. Can't we have a little sensitivity right now? Can't we just be like, well, maybe I shouldn't release this video this week. You know, it's more like eh, f them. They don't. You know, nah, who cares about those guys? You yeah. know what it is? It's a distraction. Of course. It, oh, yeah. It's a distraction. Yeah, everything. You know, there's always a distraction to keep you away from the real news. So, F Miley Cyrus. F, uh, <laughs> F them both. F Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus. I don't like you know, that. Yeah. I don't like Taylor Swift. Uh, Tatiana, can we, can we get some real geek news right now? I, th- I think we've spent enough time on all these fools and buffoons out here. Uzo Aduba won an Emmy. Oh. Yes, she yes, did. There we go. Uzo Aduba, also known as Crazy Eyes. For Orange is the New Black. <laughs> From Orange is the New Black. Oh, I was like, damn, yeah. she's known as Crazy Eyes. No. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> her character. I don't know what you just said, right. but I know Crazy Eyes. Yeah. No, her okay. character name is um, okay. Crazy Eyes and Orange is the New Black. So she won the Emmy for Orange is the New Black? She won a, she won a, a Creative Arts Emmy, a cre- uh, the, the show's first Creative Emmy Award. Wow. Nice. So they gave that out Oh, beforehand. so they created that award. Like, that was the first time? Well, no, the show, it's the show's first... Uh, um, uh, creative Emmy. The show's first. Right. Okay. So, um, but didn't they win some other? Uh, the series received two other awards for ca- for casting and picture editing at the Creative Arts Emmy ceremony Saturday, honoring technical and other achievements. Ah, uh, okay. It's, yeah, the technical ones they always the technical, do before. Okay. Right. All right. And it says she actually received her award from Morgan Freeman. Ooh. From God himself. And on the drama side, <laughs> Joe Morton uh, for Scandal. Yes, uh, he got one too. He He has a picture on Twitter of him laying in bed with his Emmy. It's so funny. <laughs> Literally laying in bed like he's going to sleep and he's holding it like a teddy bear. All right. Well, congratulations to both of y'all. Congratulations. That's, yes. that's the brother from another planet. Word? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh Terminator. Yeah, yeah, and ter- yeah oh, exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. But, but he, yeah, I mean, as, uh, you know, as a fan Miles, bro, uh, uh, you know, Dyson. he was, uh, you know, I think the... Among the first black alien, you know, mo- stars of a you know, of a movie. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I tried alien from that outer movie. space. Uh-huh. All right, Tatiana, what else is going on in the news today? You know, our favorite guy, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh oh. Guess what? He can't decide. Uh, I've heard, but let him know. He cannot decide whether he wants to be Shazam or Black Adam. You know, I read this today on the internet, and I have to say that DC is going to be like. Ninja, please. <laughs> like, there is no way you're going to be Black Adam. You know, we are trying to make franchises here. We want the long-term money. You are Shazam. You don't think he's a long-term guy? No, I think he is a long... That's what DC wants is the long-term yeah, guy. Yeah. So they're like, no, nah, brother, we can't have you You don't think he could pull off Black Adam? I think he'd be better as I, Black Adam. I want him to be... Because, first of all, he always plays good guy, like in every movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Do something different. Can he play both? That that was his suggestion too. That would be awesome. Like if he did it with like with the mustache, I, like a uh, Michael know. Knight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's dope. I don't know. The rock's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> the rock can decide. Yes. Was well, like gonna be like Black bad Adam. Superman versus good Superman, nigga Superman versus. Yes, yes. yes. When it was just him versus oh, yeah. him. <laughs> what was that? Superman two, three. Super, that's Superman three. Yeah, when and, and Superman has an evil mustache too. Yeah, he has no. He has the well, five o'clock shadow. He has oh, a solid snake shadow. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what he has. Straight up, Stefan Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Rot Dwayne Johnson can't decide, but I'm sure what's going to decide when DC rolls that money truck up to his door and it's like, you know, this is the money you get for playing Shazam, and this is the money you get for playing Black Adam. You know, and yeah, it'd be a pretty easy choice there. I really don't want to see this dude like with a mustache. Trying to play both a bad guy and a good guy. Please don't make that happen. Um, and more news that is not really news to me. Expandables flopped. Uh, you know, I can't. I mean, the news is that it flopped, but the true story is that it. it is did, it flopped like relative to the first? Yeah, it flopped okay. relative to the first two. It, it you know did less, but this movie makes all of its money overseas. Exactly. You know, yeah. overseas aging action stars are the thing. Overseas Asian acting stars. That's a hashtag I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> <laughs> are the thing, and so it's Mendables. You know, unfortunately, we're probably going to see a fourth one. Because they said that Jackie Chan is interested. Jackie? No, I thought Jackie was done. Jackie said he was done. Jackie like said he's years running ago. out of bail. His son just got he's, arrested he's in, a weed, in a weed okay. uh, bust. And uh, okay. in a country where having weed is actually a death penalty crime. Yeah. Singapore? Uh, it could be. Hong I'm Kong? not sure. but Hong, um, Hong Kong. 
I'm not sure. Wherever he got busted, like having weed is a death penalty. Ooh. And so there's going to be a lot of wheels that need to get greased by Jackie Chan. <laughs> so, so, so it could, he could be in four, four and five. Well, yeah. <laughs> Are definitely in the making. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, Expendables 4, you know, flopping, whatever. Uh, but uh, one good thing about it is Dwayne Johnson, once again, said that he would be down to do 4 if he could murder off the Expendables in it, <laughs> which would be the greatest movie I would, of I, I all would watch time. That. I would so, watch that. Man, would I. But in some film news that I'm actually happy to report, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a butcher's name, Kevin Fage, Fage, I never know, uh, president of Marvel Films, mm-hmm. the head of the studio, the big honcho, the man responsible for all the s- decisions, says that a Black Panther film is very close to being made. Okay. He says they get more requests for it than for a Captain right. America 3 or Thor 3. And let's be clear, he didn't say verbatim it's getting made. He said, he alluded to it. He said, well, you know, it's in the works. It was kind of a, to me, a wishy-washy um, comment. But he was like, yeah, you know, it's in the works for a long time. Like you said, Ben, I mean, there's been more interest in it than Captain America and everybody else. Like, people just want it. So he's making it, to me, he's like doing dangling the carrot. Like, yeah, it's coming, you know, just just trust me. So I, I don't know how long it's going to take. I'm, I'm confident it will happen is how long is it going to take. No, wait, is he not considered part of the Fantastic Four universe? Because, like, you know, the different, he, he is part no, of No, I think he no. appeared in Avengers first. Right. Yeah, his yeah. first appearance oh, is that in right? Avengers. Oh, is that right? He was Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. Not, okay. All yeah, right. his first appearance is in Avengers, so he's okay. part of, you know, he's definitely in their properties that okay. they can work with. Hmm. And those, those lines are really interesting because I know Marvel is planning Inhumans now. Right, but I thought Inhumans no, they was a Fantastic were Four. In the Fantastic Four, well, but, but Marvel owns them. I know. Well, I guess yeah. It depends on what the deal is. Yeah, you know, I don't in terms know how. What, yeah, that that all that is really interesting. Yeah, I'm uh, sure there's millions of lawyers who you right, know are making cho- their living chopping off of this. all these things up. Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder who who who'll be playing it. I wonder who might play him. The latest reports are uh, Chadwick Boseman. HU's own. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I can see it. Hey, shout out Howard. You know, anybody from Howard, we're going to give props to on this show. So, wait, didn't Chadwick play Jackie Robinson and then he also James played Brown. James Brown? Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. why not? The trifecta of superheroes. I like the dude whose name I can't pronounce. The Chinawetable Ochoa. I don't know how to say his name, but that dude is really dope. No, 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 no. Chiwetel Ojafor. Ojafor. Nice. He's like 50, though. He could play. <laughs> he could play T'Chaka, T'Challa's but, but father. He, he could do it though. No, yeah. but Dean Johnson should be the father. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Guardians. He was looking good. Yeah. No, he was definitely looking good in Guardians. Uh, Demanju, you know, give us free. But no, he he. I think. He, <laughs> give us free. No, no, no. That's right. But yeah. say his name again. Digimon. Jamin, Jamin or Jamin, Jamin Hansu. Jamin Jamin. Like Simon. Simon. You don't pronounce the D. Okay. Is Simon that like Simon. like the African version of Simon? Oh, okay. Oh God, that they, you know they went our African listenership right there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like racist. Well, rounding no, out the film not. news. Like yes. <laughs> rounding out the film news is something for you, Mister Ben. I mean, Uh-oh. they have some plot details linked from the new Star Wars movie. I really don't know how much of this I want to hear. Now, it's to me honestly, it's. The plot details they say are really like when you go to a psychic and they tell you about your life and it's really general and it can apply to anybody. That's what the plot leak sounds like to me. They are saying... Spoilers. Spoiler alert, just for anybody who doesn't want to hear anything about Star Trek. uh, Excuse me, Star Wars. Oh, wow. Really? Hey, I I think about Star (laughs) Trek all the time. Um, They are saying that it is possible that the film will actually feature a lengthy flash, flash, me, flashback that will explain the history behind the film's main villains, the Sith Inquisitors. The flashback or series of flashbacks will reportedly take place when Leia is a young girl and explains why Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, is cast in the film. Now, they're saying because there's going to be all this flashback that J.J. Abrams may take liberties in changing the timeline and changing stories to fit his new characters and his new uh, uh, future story, if you will. So he's going to attempt to fr- fix the mess that was the prequels. And is this all a result because Harrison Ford broke his leg and they need to? They now need to come up with some stuff to... Uh... <laughs> Could be. Could I don't be, know. Yeah. Or the prequels were just terrible. No, the prequels Someone's were terrible. Absolutely. Yeah, some, yeah somebody Absolutely. needs to do something about that. 
And uh, lastly, in the leaks, they're saying that the, uh, like I said, the Sith Inquisitor is the main villain. Um, and they're saying that he's, um, he is more like a cyborg. Um, like he has robotic upgrades like Darth, but he doesn't wear a mask. He has like cybernetic bits that weave in and out of his humanity. So like he may have like a cybernetic arm, then the rest of him is human. Then he has a steel jaw. Hmm. And people were sitting here like, like kind of contemplating, okay, who could this be? Who could this be? Apparently there's a character in... Um, in some Star Wars uh, cartoon out Star right now. Clone Wars? Clone Wars or Rebels. That there is a character that has a steel jaw or, or a cybernetic jaw, if yeah. you will. And they said that might be him. We don't know. The villain the villain in Star and Star Wars Rebels the villain in Star Wars Rebels is uh is an Inquisitor too. So there's mm-hmm. also been rumors. Wait, that hasn't started yet, has that it? That hasn't no, started. No, like, right. Yeah, but the main villain in that is also an Inquisitor and people have been saying on the internet, it's like, hey, is this the same guy as the same right. guy? I, right. yeah. I mean, JJ, for this, they have confirmed that they're taking um, liberty with, um, like, even the stories that are online, some even some fan fiction almost, like, they're taking notes from that and actually putting that, applying that somehow to the movie. So this is obviously not going to be pure canon at all. So, you know, I, I, as a Star Wars, like, big fan, how do you feel about that? You okay? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like... You know, after the prequels, man, that's just one of those things like anything could be better. You know, so it's like, you know, I, I can't, I, I'm I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, I'll see when it comes. I do say uh, Driver, the dude who's playing the villain, uh, the guy in Girls, I can't remember his first name. Adam Driver. Adam Driver, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's rumored to be playing the villain. I don't know if they've made that. I think they've said that he is the villain now. Mm. Yeah, but he he is definitely a psycho on Girls. So I could, right. you know. If he can actually act more than just that, like, you know, turn that psycho down a little bit, I think he could be a great villain. So Is cool. he going to come in a lot of Jedi's hair? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a girl's reference that, what? you know, yeah. So wait, can I, I want to ask a question as a fan of the Clone Wars, because <laughs> Emilio seems to know what's going on. Or is is uh, is Ahsoka going to be in Rebels? Like, are they going to have resolved the they're, the Ahsoka storyline from Clone Wars? Mysteri- they're being a bit mysterious about what happens to her. Because I just want to say, like, I watched all of Clone Wars, which I thought in general was really dope. Yeah. And the character of Ahsoka was the, like, most important character that was introduced in there. And since she's not in the prequels, one would assume that she dies at some point and yeah. or something happens to her. And, and they left it like they didn't resolve it at all and instead had in their last season that was on Netflix had, like, an awful three-parter of Jar Jar Binks and uh, Mace what? Windu uh, <laughs> going on an adventure where Mace Windu had, had to pretend to be Jar Jar Binks' servant for like three episodes. You are lying. I'm totally, I'm so totally, oh, it's man. outrageous. Like it was like, there was a really dope like four-parter with a clone teaming up with a droid and then there was just this awful, you know, Mace Windu. A black uh, Jar Jar Binks. had to be a servant to, to Jar, Jar Jar Binks. Binks. Exactly. Mm. Someone at Lucasfilm who, was just like, oh, oh y'all didn't like Jar Jar? based on a black servant from the 1930s. That's what I'm saying. Somebody was like, y'all didn't like Jar Jar? Well, here. Right. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> now how you like him? Oh, God, Yeah, the, they're being, so they're, they're being very yeah, mysterious coy. about what, what happens to what And there's no chance that Ahsoka's in the movie or, you know. We don't know because it, all that stuff... You know, supposedly that, that Order six hundred and sixty six thing, right? Right, right, yeah. right. Supposedly right. killed off all the Jedi. Exactly. But in Star Wars, the the new Rebel show, the main character is a former Jedi. Right. Oh, so and we don't know that it's not Ahsoka. It's it's this kind of like rogue Jedi oh, guy. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Wait, and so you uh, you watch the Clone Wars? Yeah. So you, you do you have any any sense, Kari? Of uh, any any? Do you know anything about Ahsoka or, or her? Well, you know, I don't know anybody over there. Right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, you're plugged in. That's you know. not my block. You 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 know you roll at parties well, that I'll, we can only we can only imagine. Right? Okay. That, All right. But, well, that's that's good. But see but now, if you know. did ask him something from Robert Kirkman's universe, such as is Daryl Reed, uh is uh, Norman Reedus character Daryl Dixon, is he gay? I don't know. Come on, <laughs> We need the inside information, folks. If you didn't know, this came out on the internet. Came out. Look at that. It was so perfect. That uh, Daryl Dixon might be gay. The character played by Norman Reedus might be gay on the TV show The Walking Dead. And the reaction has been, it's been pretty, you know, a lot of broken hearts for women. All right. I was a lot say, of men sitting there like, 
But you know, I wanted to have a beer with him, and you know, and now you just have a beer with him. I think it'd be a beer with him. Hey, little twist. No, I'm just saying, like, it's the last thing you would expect, so why not? That's what the whole show is about. It's about, you know, surprises and. Anytime you expect something's going to happen, Robert will flip it and do something else. So why not? Well, let me give you a quote from uh, Mr. Kirkman. He said, we have a very specific idea about Daryl's sexuality or the seeming lack thereof. And there's and if there's ever a quiet period in the show when he's not consistently distracted by crossbowing, we'll tackle it in the show. And then he went on to add that AMC would absolutely allow Daryl to come out as gay. So Daryl's gay. I, mean, I think the fact that right they're there. setting it up right there. <laughs> yeah, he, he just he just set it up right there. Well, there's no retconning that needs to be done because I mean he's had like sort of weird non relationships with you know women, right? Yeah. Well, I'm saying the two female characters, you know, Carol and I forget is it Beth, the Beth, young yep, blonde girl, yep. um, you know, that are never physically uh, consummated in any way, but there's clearly some kind of connection, but not a sexual one. No, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like you said, Kari, like, for those who haven't read his comic books, Robert Kirkman will flip it on you every time. Like, you know, in Walking Dead comic book, Invincible, the new Tet Jacket, you know, he is the master of the last page, you know, what, and then you gotta wait for the whole month to read the next issue. So I wouldn't, you know, I'd expect nothing less from him. And, you know, why not? Go for it. Um... I have some more interesting um, TV news for you. Uh-oh. I Are keep you... saying uh-oh, like this is going to be bad. <laughs> it might be because it's going to be a sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. So um, they're having a new zombie show called Z Nation. And I'm not sure if this is going to work out well. <laughs> this is my eyes glazing over right now. The reason why is because it's going to be produced by the same house that did uh, Sharknado. I'm in. so i'm not sure like if they're gonna purposely have this be like terrible that's terrible because it's a different lane you know it's like a different lane than the walking dead like the sharknado audience is not the same as the you know there's an overlap but i'm thinking it's gonna be like a return of the living dead type of vibe right you know kind of silly michael jackson zombie dancing around Oh, I don't want that. I don't want that. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, I'm into, I'm into oh, dancing zombies. Is that it for TV news? One more thing. Oh. Uh-oh. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. This is great news. They casted Mockingbird. Yes. They casted oh. Miss Adrian Palicki. Yes. Uh, you've seen her in such places as Lady J in G.I. Joe. What is it? G.I. Joe Retaliation. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she was the failed. Well, she was in the Wonder Woman pilot. Yeah, she was in the Wonder Woman happened. pilot. Yeah, that, as you say, failed. Yeah, but she's going to be the uh, the new Mockingbird. So, how do you feel about that? I think it's good. You know, she she looks the part, and it's just dope that they're bringing her in. Maybe now we can get you know Hawkeye to guest star on Agents of Shield. You know, she she was on Friday Night Lights, and what many mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights fan consider to be the absolute worst storyline was a romance that she had with Jesse Plemons, who uh, we all know as the uh, Psycho killer from the last couple of seasons of uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, it's Meth Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, she was on that, and I and I and I feel like she's in that that show that's like one. It's like ninety eighth season that's uh, on the CW network with the two brothers who go to hell and and come back from hell and like they and, two vampires or something no there's these two brothers oh, you know what know. i'm talking oh, about yeah, like yeah. like superstition supernatural or supernatural, supernatural yeah, yeah. right okay um so i think she's she's been on that uh a little bit um so uh yeah no i think she's she's a good good mockingbird um well, i mean most definitely you know it's, it's not like she's had that big role so far so you know we'll see if she can handle it and it's not like agents of shield really requires that much acting talent so far so you know <laughs> i mean i saw about two episodes of that show and i thought it was kind of terrible so i feel the like the first two like ever or like the, the first, first two, two at the end oh you got the first it got a lot oh, that, better yeah that's the, yeah, that's the issue how many do you have to watch before like it, 10 yep yeah see, that's a lot yeah. come on yeah come on yeah yeah I gave up after on, one. Son. Yeah, I don't. All right. I got better things to do. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no worries there. I haven't seen it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably sparing yourself, you know. I got to say, D- DC has, has actually had some su- a little bit of success with the TV stuff. Arrow has been, uh, Arrow's yeah. good. And um, 
The first I season. The only the first one. I got high hopes for Gotham. Hmm. I have I have hopes for the Flash. The Flash. Yeah, and the Flash exactly. The Flash. So while DC does seems to have its head up, its collective, uh, you know, you know what? As far as the movies, <laughs> they seem to be making moves on the TV screen. They've they've done that for a long time. Yeah. At least from the animation standpoint. Oh, absolutely, all the, all the absolutely. Shows are all top notch. The, the animation is amazing. It's just the live action stuff that's like. Yeah. And their and their shows have been pretty. I mean, I know, granted, what you say about Smallville, Smallville, Smallville but it did last for what? How yeah, many? Yeah, like years? eleven, fourteen. Yeah. I don't know, like another one in that. I yeah. watched it the first season. The first few seasons are good, yeah. and then it's and just, then I just borrowed time. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh man, yeah. All right, well, you know, we've got a big interview ahead of us right now. We're gonna talk to Kari. We're gonna talk to Emilio. We're gonna find out everything that's going on with Tet Jacket. But we're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more fan news. What up? It's Esteban, and when I'm not in the blogosphere or on your TV, I'm listening to Fan Bros. And welcome in, next back to a very special episode of Fan Bros Show. We are live in Planet Brooklyn at Bergen Street Comics. Shouts to Tom. And we are joined in the comic book shop by Mr. Kari Randolph himself. What up? And Mr. Emilio Lopez. How you guys doing? Hello. These two gentlemen are creators of the very special comic tech jacket. Tech jacket in stores now. Dope. Now for those who have never read the comic before, I haven't read the comic before. I read up a little bit. What? What is it about? Okay. (laughs) Um, You want to do this, Emilio? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tech jacket is, uh, was a series that existed a long time ago by Robert Kirkman and it didn't it wasn't doing it was doing okay and it came out around the same time as Invincible mm. and he kind of canceled it off and he always kind of said to himself oh you know what I should have continued that and that's pretty much what our uh, tech jacket is it's essentially a continuation of what had happened before into like a new series yeah I mean the the basic pitch of it it's it's about a community college dropout named Zach and one day he comes across an alien ship and finds an alien suit of armor, puts it on, and becomes the, well, we used to call it the Guardian of the Galaxy, but we can't really yeah. use that one anymore. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Marvel. Uh, but he's basically the Guardian of Earth from all types of crazy aliens and forces and Lots of things with tentacles. We draw a lot of tentacles in this book. <laughs> what is with the yeah. infatuation with tentacles? Listen, man. So, so tell me. Blame, blame Joe Keating <laughs> and Robert Kirkman. I'll, for some reason, I just draw a lot of tentacles, and um, you know. So tell me, know. tell me more about this jacket. Like it's called Tech Jacket. So what about what's so special about the Tech Jacket? I mean, it's it's basically. I mean, it's one of those things where obviously it gives him, you know, super strength, and he can basically transform it into whatever kind of machinery he wants, whether it's a knife or a gun or just whatever you choose to to just blow shit up. Mm. Yeah. Um so it's just like whatever the user wants. And it's it's like for for the aliens that created it, it was at a certain power level, but because he's a human and he's bigger, it He's over 9000. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. He's basically super saiyan. Yeah, or you could say it's a little Doctor Strange, I have you know Iron Man ish things going on. So you got a lot of crossovers going yeah, on. Basically, it's, it's, it, it feels it when you when you look at it, it feels very kind of a Marvel, you know, feels like a like an older Marvel book. It's very big budget, like action, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. What we're kind of yeah. we're kind of we're kind of doing like a you know let's say Michael Bay, but we're kind of doing like a big 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 things like big explosions. I mean that's I mean yeah. look that's what it is. I mean it's not. You're not going to this book to like read Watchmen. You know what I'm saying? It's it's <laughs> oh. it's I, I I love Watchmen. That's not a knock. It's just that we're doing a different kind of thing. This yeah. is this is a book for me at least. It's the kind of book I would have loved when I was like 13 years old. So it's like mm-hmm. kind of a mix of like Saturday morning cartoon, but because there's no budget, uh, we just go crazy with it. You yeah. know, we just we do things that you can never do on a Saturday morning cartoon and it just the the level of craziness expands on every issue. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like one of the great things about comic books and it's, I'm glad that y'all are exploring that in Tech Jacket is that you can do these huge bid budget stories and you have no budget. 
So anything you can imagine, you know, you can put on paper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it really – and it, that's the one thing I want to give credit to Kirkman because he kind of just lets us go crazy. Yeah. So, like, pretty much – I have no one has yet once told us no for anything, wow. which is – kind of dangerous it was like <laughs> it was weird when i when we when i first got on the book because i'm not used to working that way i've come from a lot of animation stuff and you know working on previous comics before and there was there was a, ver- a very definite idea of what they wanted to see and then i'm you know sending in pages i'm like so uh I, do they like this or are they are they cool with this and it's like i don't understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. and I, I, w- I would always tell emilio i'm like they'll o- they'll only tell you if you're messing up but otherwise, if no one's saying nothing, just keep pushing it. You yeah. know, and that's kind of what we do with this book. Nice. Well, you were just speaking about it, about, you know, working at an independent publisher versus working at somewhere like Marvel, DC, or like you said, animation. So what do you feel is the state of independent publishing these days? Um, so I, I would honestly say it's it's stronger than it's probably ever been in like the history of comic books. I mean. You look at right now, like the books that are coming out from Image Comics, they're some of the best books on the market, hands down. Easily. I second that. And and it's like you see a lot of creators from both Marvel and DC. And I don't have a problem with either one of those companies, but a lot of cats are just like, you know what? I want to tell my stories and I want to own it and I want to have yeah. you know, power over my own destiny. So they see places like Image where it's just like, yo, you do whatever you want. We'll put it out. And you just see this new renaissance of creators just, like, making their own stories and getting paid off of it. You know, like, really, like, living. So, I mean, you kind of can't lose these days. I mean, you can if if (laughs) your shit's whack. But but that said, like, it's it's an incredible time for independence. It's a a really – it's a really cool to kind of have something like that where you can – you don't exactly need to – run to like the marvels and the dcs out there you can there is alternatives to what you can do do you think it's easier now just because of the tools that you have the just the internet at large the fact that you have things like kickstarter that that you can do your own funding the fact that you don't need a big house publisher per se to really get your your work out there do you think that's also part of the reason why independent comics now are much bigger yeah and i think that a lot of people i think a lot of people are you know are looking for new things yeah. You know, a lot, you know, again, we come from the, we used to came from the, a lot of the big studios and it's like, the, you know, a lot of the guys tend to, you know, stay with what works, you know, the Spider-Mans, the Batmans, mm-hmm. you're not going to see too many new things. No, definitely. And like someone asked me that on Twitter the other day, they were like, I was in the comic shop the other day with my son and they were like, what Marvel or DC book would you recommend? And I was like, none of them. Like, you know, I was like, pick <laughs> up an image book. Like those are my words exactly. Because, you know, I feel right now, like you just said, if you buy a Batman book, no matter what happens in it, two years from now, it's going to go back to being the same Batman, right. Bruce yeah. Wayne. It's never no matter, really going to change. Never yeah. going to change because these are iconic characters and now they're licenses, you know, and they yeah. got to appear in films and whatnot. While, you know, if you pick up an image book like Invincible, which is, you know, Robert Kirkman as well, one of my favorite books, for it's on like issue 112, 114 right now. And from issue one to 114, the changes that have happened in that book are just like, it doesn't even resemble the same book from issue one. Yeah, I mean, the the great thing too about these kinds of books is that you're kind of getting in on the ground floor of something that's hopefully new. Whereas, you know, Marvel and DC, as great as they are, like, it's, what is it, 60, 70 years of history. Longer yeah. now. You know, yeah, approaching 100. 75. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, even as, I'm a comic book fan from like, you know, my entire life, but I still don't know half the history for these these characters. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Whereas, I know like Marvel Universe, DC, who's who, but you know, yeah. to know their entire history is like it's too much about work. It. Yeah, you know, I, there was this mad DC character. I'm just like, who? Like, just yeah. like I don't like. What did I, was I watching when I just saw these random characters? And the naming convention is terrible. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> what? What is it? Um. Teen, not Teen Titans. Um, Young Justice. Young Justice. I love Young Justice. Number one, but two, why does Superman's wolf name Wolf? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the best they could Cause, do. Because they can't name him 
Well, yeah. Crypto was yeah, his dog was crypto. Yeah, and, you know, I, I get it. And they can't name him crypto on this show because then, it really then the Spider Man knockoff guy. Did, did like, he have, he had a monkey it. too, right? Beppo. Or Beppo. Yeah. Beppo. Yeah, 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 no monkey. But in but in the, in the in the I was about to say if he's gonna be on it, isn't it gonna be named Monkey? Oh no, there was there is an ape in there. There's a um there's an ape in there that is he's on the um he's a villain. Oh, that's Gorilla um, Grodd. No, not Gorilla no, Grodd. It's a monster Malad. But they call him like but they call him like Gorilla or monkey yeah. like mm. it's very generic yeah it's it's strange. i mean that's the brotherhood of evil i believe is that what it is the dc brotherhood of evil yeah that Marvel is has one too yeah i mean that's the thing like this is my job and i don't know right. what you just said <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well um speaking of comics and stuff and you know we know you're you know tech jacket but usually on the show we have a segment comics i copped where i talk about you know what comics i've been buying what other comics are you reading other than you know your own I don't even know if you really read your own. Are you reading any others? Like, uh, let's see. It's been a while since I. It's we, kind of weird because I I'm, I don't have a lot of time to do a lot of reading. But uh, I mean, one book that I used to I love to pick up is uh, Black Sad. That's a mm. great great book. Who's that by? I don't know that one. Oh, I can't remember the the it's artist. European. Yeah, it's a European book. Mm. Black Sad. Black Sad. It's okay. a it's like a it's like a noir like animal story it's it's really what? it's really the well art's done. incredible yeah you just you think about it you're like what what is this animal thing but it's a really it's been around a long it's time been a while too. for it. it's it's a good one um i've been reading cowl by uh by um who's my my writer on it kyle higgins okay, okay. he was um he was my writer on um on uh, batman beyond 2.0 okay really cool book um Wake, also another really cool I've read one. Wake, yeah. I've read like and the first uh, issue of that. And, you know, Hellboy. Hellboy? Yeah, Hellboy. <laughs> Still? Hellboy and Hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's, you know, it's always, always great. There's a fun story about that one, Hellboy and Hell. That thing has been, uh, he's been working on that. Mike Mignola has been working on that for such a long time. So I, in school, our teacher, who was uh, my portfolio teacher, Walt Simonson, he had actually uh, Mike Mignola come in, and he was actually talking about the beginnings of that. He was like, you know, you know, I have this, my next thing. It was like the island had could just come this out. This is like, back in 2000? Yeah, this is back when Hellboy the film was, the first Hellboy oh. film was coming out. Mm. And he's like, yeah, you know, after he's after I do the island, I have this idea of doing Hellboy in Hell, but I haven't read Dante's Inferno yet. So <laughs> one of our guys in this class is like, yo, man, here, t- take, I just read this thing. Here, take this and, you know, read it, you know? Wow. But yeah, he did, he, he was just, just in the beginnings of thinking about it. And that's yeah. now 14 years later and yeah, it's coming and it's out. So you were a part out. of that history. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was there in the room. Just say yes. Just say, Just say yes. yes. Just say yes. <laughs> I witnessed the you beginnings. Witnessed. I don't know. And what about you? I Carly? mean, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm, I'm a terrible comic book fan. Like, for a, I, I'll buy books and then, like, they'll just sit in a stack in the corner for, like, months. Hmm. And a lot of times it's just for the art because I want to be inspired by stuff. So, like, I bought... Um, Low, that's like right behind you. The one by yeah. uh, Rick Rem- uh, Remender. Oh, okay. That yeah. book, it looks incredible. I haven't read it yet, but it looks incredible. He's um, he's doing all the work on that too, right? He's coloring and he's drawing that thing. No, he's he? not drawing it. No, it's oh. just dude Greg Tocchini. Tocchini, mm. it says, yeah. 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 It's the synergy between those guys. It's really great. I yeah. Think. I mean, obviously, you know, I read a lot of the Kirkman stuff because I get it for free. So I just checked out that Outcast book that Kirkman just put out. Yeah, which is already um, an option for a TV show. Yeah, and I'm, I'm into that thus far. Okay. Um, But really, I, yeah, I just buy stuff for the art these days. I don't read much because I don't have time really. Nice. So as people of color in the industry, do you think that it's improving um, to be more inclusive of people of color? And not just that, but also women? Um, I think it's improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say there's still a long way to go. Mm. But I, I can see, like, I do a lot of conventions. And every time I do a convention, I see more and more both people of color and women, like, just kind of coming up and I see the mm-hmm. portfolios and I see the talent and even at my studio we get a lot of college kids as interns mm-hmm. and I mean I see 50% of that class coming up and my art school right now is women so it's wow. yeah it's wow. it's it's coming for real like it's it's a slow process but I see more and more every day and I I'm I'm watching a lot of the kids coming up who come up to me and they're like yo you were 
an inspiration to me a couple years ago when I was trying to think about going to college and this and that. And so now they're talking about, yeah, we're trying to get on and do this and that. So um, I definitely see it. But as of right now, I mean. Uh, I guess the people who are who like made it right yeah, now. Pretty much I can tell you I know every black person in comics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's not a lot, but they're there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, but it's coming. It's coming. Emilio, you have any? I, I agree with uh, with Kari. It's it's. I agree with Kari. It's definitely it's definitely changing, as a as a as a person of color and 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 women in the mm-hmm. in the industry. You see a lot more of it happening. Uh, I it's it just amazes. It's 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 a really good time for it. And also the independent scene too. It's also that it's like okay, you may not have the voice in the big and the big guys, right? But you know what? You have all the all the alternative press there too so my question is you're seeing more artists coming up but are you seeing more behind the scenes uh people of color behind the scenes i know that um like pulling you know like well or just like at dc comics and at marvel comics yes axel alonzo Mm -hmm. who is half chicano um is the (laughs) editor-in-chief um and has been for a while but i know i mean you could count on one hand i believe the amount of black, Latin, and Asian editors, all told, like at the at the at the big two, um, you know, from the last 30, 40 years, and there obviously weren't any before the uh, late seventies, early eight. I mean, Larry Hama and Jim Owsley were the first two, mm-hmm. and they were at Marvel. Um, but I, I just are, are are you guys seeing when you? I mean, I don't know if you're going to DC or Marvel, but even at the conventions. You know, are there are there editors? Are there people behind the scenes who are, yeah, like Tatiana like, said, like pulling, the pulling the strings and making a lot of the decisions? A, like, yeah. has that side of things, you know, I just, just as a color corollary or whatever, like the music mm-hmm. industry used to be mm-hmm. essentially, you know, white people ripping off artists of color, and now there are people of color. Ripping behind the team, yeah, exactly. Ripping off people of color, so at least you know. So no, but I what mean, I'm what I'm saying, it. yeah, no, no, it's true. But what I'm saying is, are you guys seeing that? Because that's not something that I'm really seeing. I agree. Like at conventions, I'm definitely seeing a lot more talent, um, that b- both women and people of color. But I'm not necessarily seeing a lot more in the, on the editorial side. I don't know if you guys are. Um, I, I would say it kind of depends on the company too, because uh. Like a company like Boom Studios, for example, there I I was hanging out with a bunch of them in San Diego a few weeks ago, and their whole staff is like straight up multicultural, and like there's a lot of women on staff, um, so they're really making uh big strides towards that. Um, at Marvel in DC, uh, it's it's hard to say because, like, I don't even though I I work with them, I don't even interact with my editors half the time because. You know, Close we work email. from home. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, so I see them maybe once, twice a year. Uh, I don't think the ratio is quite there yet. Um, but like I said, I I see progress, but it's it's always slow. Isn't uh, isn't uh, Joe Casada? Isn't Joe Casada Hispanic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the main man over there. Joe Casada. Yeah, definitely. Jim yeah. Lee's over at right, DC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 That's true. They're up there. Um, I I do have another question relating to that though. How do you feel? Can comics be used as a protest medium? Did you get to see the John Jennings Falcon piece about Ferguson? Um, I know John Jennings. I haven't seen that yet though. No. Oh well. Here you go. Oh, snap. Yeah, John Jennings, folks, if you haven't seen him, the picture, he did a piece of okay. the new Captain America because Falcon will be the new Captain America in the Marvel comic books. Right. And he did a piece of Falcon with his hands up saying, don't shoot. Right. I mean, I think comics are always best. I mean, especially when I think about Marvel, some in DC, like some of the best stuff was when they were topical. Like I Most remember definitely. when yeah. Green Lantern... And, um, the famous issue, yeah. When his was Speedy was doing the, he was doing drugs Heroin. or whatever. Um, that's those are some of the strongest issues. Tony like, Stark was an alcoholic. Tony Stark. Oh man, as a kid, like, those issues. I, yeah, I, that made me never want to drink. He was an alcoholic, and he was not a nice person. <laughs> no, like straight yeah. up and down, those issues of him as an alcoholic when I was a kid, I never wanted to drink because it was, they, they had it rough. Like he was out in the cold selling his jacket to get another mm-hmm. drink. It was. Yeah. It was but ugly. that's that's the stuff you remember. Yeah, like those are things that stick with you. So I feel like there's always a place for it. It's just 
you know, do they have the balls to, to, you know, handle those issues? And it all depends on editorial at the time. But, I mean, I feel like there's certainly a place for it, and it makes the stories that much better for it. So, I mean, like, you know, when Juno Diaz came on our show, like, he, you know, explained, like, the X-Men wouldn't be the X-Men without the race issue. You know, yeah, it's like most of these comics were based around, like, civil rights movements or, like, taking other movements and, like, transferring mm-hmm. them to the comments page so that they could be understood by everyone. Like, right. So there would be no X-Men without race and without protests. So mm-hmm. comics are definitely there. And we here at Fan Bros, we've got those big balls. So, you know, we're going <laughs> to keep talking our talk. The Internet's PD Green has no editors. So, you know, I'm going to always say what I feel. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, thanks, Tari. Thanks, Emilio. We're going to wrap this episode up. We'll be right back to finish it right here on Fan Bros Show. Hello, this is Carly Hustle. And when I'm not taking over the world, I'm listening to Fan Bros.com. And welcome back, Internet. So I hope you've been enjoying this show. We have Kari, Randolph, Emilio, Lopez. And that's right. Oh, yeah, you are the originator <laughs> of the rap sound effect. I forgot. Was that me? Yeah, yes, that was you. That was you, hey, hey, Yes. Hey. And, I mean, just by doing that again, you know what time it is, there folks. It is time for the rap segment. <laughs> we have two people in the hot seat tonight. Are y'all ready? I mean, yup. <laughs> yeah, the reactions are, I love it. The reactions are always like that. So either I'm nervous or I'm really, really excited and I need to pee. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> well, let's get right to it, folks. Number one, Black Panther or Power Man? Power Man. Power Man. Falcon or War Machine? Falcon. War Machine. Magneto or Professor X? Magneto. Magneto. Martin or The Cosby Show? Cosby Show. You can't hesitate. Cosby Show. <laughs> Nino Brown or Scarface? Nino Brown. Nino, come on. Star Wars or Star Trek? Stop it. Can I say both? <laughs> Star Wars. I get love out both of, here. of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Never seen him. <laughs> I got nah. I only saw Breaking Bad. I only saw one season of The Wire, so I can't answer that question. Don't I, be mad at I me. I hang my head in shame for you. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's your favorite film? Dark Man. I hang my head in gym. <laughs> Transformers, the 86 movie. Oh, you got the touch. That's right. What's your favorite film? I mean, favorite comic book or book? Ooh, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Ooh. Uh, X-Men. Which one? I don't All know. Of them? <laughs> All of them. Future Past. <laughs> God love loves man kills. What's your favorite TV show? Oh, shit. Transformers. G.I. Joe? What? These are some 80s babies here, folks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Who would you cosplay as? The uh, Solid Snake. Who? Ooh, Solid Snake. Solid Snake from, from Metal, Metal Gear. Gear. Nice. Uh, Destro. Ooh. Nice, all right, like all right. Any one superpower you can have. Uh, the ability to jump high. The ability to rewind. What? what? Wait, wait, wait. I know you we said we were going to go fast, but I got to go back to you. What do you mean? I don't know. I just picked something at random. It's, it's the brand I don't section. know. I just, I just Jump, pushed like, the wheel. Like, how high are we talking? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, for real. Like, Jordan high? Leap tall buildings in a single bound. I don't know. That's it? Don't know. <laughs> you don't want the rest of the I Superman. I just want to jump. Really high. I just want to jump high. All right. All right. What about you, Cardi? I want to rewind time. Nice. There we go. See, That's got, useful. Got the, yeah, <laughs> 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 just say your superpower is not useful. Can I rewind that back and give another yeah, yeah, answer? Can, we, can you use your power and rewind that answer? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for the rap segment. Probably our quickest ever, you know. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Rolling those R's. Right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the show tonight. You know, you survived the rap segment. You survived Fan Bro Show. Let the fans out there know where they can find you at. Oh, you can find me at um. Oh, well, you can find me at uh at Emanland on Twitter. You yep. can also find me on the Throwdown, which is my podcast. Oh, where can they find that at? You can just go to at Throwdown Show on Twitter, or you can go to the Coalition, which is coalition dot com. Nice, so, nice. What's coalition of Coalition of video game journalists and artists and stuff. Oh, dope! You're going to have us on there sometime. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. All about it. All right, Kari, what about you? Um, just if you just Google my name, Kari K H A R Y Randolph, you could find me on Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, pretty much any social media. I'm on there, and I got all my stuff up there. So the pro- do that. The problem with me in that, you know, you, typing my name in is is that you get, you know, the guy from Mr. Deeds. So <laughs> wow, it's a callback right there. I'm, I'm not, I'm not that high in the hog. <laughs> There's other Emilio Lopez. <laughs> There's not too so many Kari Randolph. So. Nah, you got that one. All right, anything else, Tatiana? Before we get out of here. I just drank past Blue Ribbon. And it's delicious. Delicious. Word up. Uh, Fan Bros, Chico Leo? I mean, I got a lot to say, but I don't know that uh, we have the time to no, say it in. No, no we don't. Have, All right. No, 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 no. All right, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being taken away. <laughs> All right. They're dragging the mic away. Yes, we are. And um, Fan Bros, I've got to let y'all know I'm dropping a new mix this week, Beyonce versus Rihanna. You can find it on DJBenAmin.com. It's epic. It's crazy. If you're in the New York City area this Friday night, I'll be doing a release party at Huckleberry Bar in Williamsburg. Come out, have a drink, get on the dance floor, good music, good people, all that good stuff. Who would win in a fight between Beyonce and Rihanna? I'm not. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Solange? I think. Oh. 